1: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
1: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: hey good morning i'm doodling around here this morning a little bit of a mess up on my i get up early i do show prep here i you know i i I spend some time uh, alone drinking some of my coffee and getting everything ready. And I don't, I don't try to just come. I'm not like Rush Limbaugh; I'll have somebody else do all my show prep and then show up and take off and go with it. I want you to know I put a lot of time and effort and energy into it. And then this morning when I when I send it, you know, it is on. The, I I send it to Spencer, I send it to our web guy, and I click on a button. It sends it to him, and there's all the stuff, my outline, and it didn't go this morning. I don't. I'm having trouble. I got. I'm having Gmail issues, I guess. And I also, as a warning, I'll give you guys a little bit of a lo- I, I may not be getting some of your emails. I'm just, I'm, some of you say, I've heard people say, you're not returning my email. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm getting them all. I really don't. Some of them are bouncing back. Some of them, if you have emailed me and I haven't responded, that probably tells me I didn't get it. Because I always try to, just out of courtesy, respond basically to every email. So, man, so it blew me up here this morning. I'm coming down the multi million uh, into my multi million dollar studio, and I don't really have any. I had some great show prep, and it disappeared on me. So, we're just going to trust the Holy Spirit to guide and direct us here today. And, um, uh, what is faith? I guess that's kind of the you know, Bible says that, uh, we're under attack here in the Dobbin Meyer house. Anybody out there under attack? Huh? We're under attack here. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 91. Pull that up there real quick. I want, to, I want to encourage you here this morning. Can you pull that up real quick, Psalm 91? Michelle prays this a, uh, a lot. My, my wife's memorized this. Many of you know this. Psalm 91. And Psalm 91 is really a, a It is a, a war psalm. It's a war psalm. Imagine when you get up every morning and you're going to go out to war. Two things you ought to do. Number one, you ought to put on the full armor of God. See if you can pull that up also real quick here. Uh, I'm going by, flying by the seat of my pants, but this is the Holy Spirit anointing, okay? Stay with me. Pull up the Forearm of God, which is found in Ephesians uh, that 6. It's Ephesians 6 where the Forearm of God is. You get up every morning. See, I don't know if we really understand. We, we, does anybody out there really understand what sleep is? What really is sleep? Because I slept last night, I don't know, eight hours, whatever it was I slept. I woke up. Once or twice, but the reality of it is, I lay my head on the pillow at night, and I get up in the morning, and eight hours of my life have disappeared. I don't even know any a third of my life actually. Third of my life has been spent asleep, probably more than that. What is sleep? What What makes your mind go blank? And what makes you, as soon as you wake up in the morning, boom, that stuff comes flying back inside your head. (laughs) It's It's really pretty amazing, isn't it? But we have to understand that <clears throat> we're in a war, just Psalm ninety-one is about, and we're going to get to that here in a second as well. And understand that we were birthed onto a battlefield. And uh, the show that I did yesterday, and the show that we did on Briley on uh, also yesterday, was showing you the uh, the seven deadly sins of our leadership, and how our leadership is reigning, us in pulling us into the churches based on those seven deadly sins. If you didn't miss, I'm not going to play it again. If you didn't see yesterday's show, go back and watch it. Every one of the seven deadly sins. Boy, uh, hey Spencer. or uh, Yeah, Spencer, Hunter. Spencer, see how quick you are. See if you can find that link from yesterday, Mr. Producer. The seven deadly sins. If you could just throw those back up there. Because the point I made yesterday was that our, our churches, for the most part, mega churches, bigger churches, they have um, they are using, they are, in fact, marketing to the seven deadly sins thanks good job spencer our churches are actually drawing people into the buildings based on the seven deadly sins i'm going to get into some other stuff here real quickly so there they are right there so people are drawn into pastors are preaching lust lust being now when we think of lust we think of sex eyes pornography right but lust Lust means the desire to, in any way, shape, or form, to feed your flesh. That's lust. That's lust. Ask yourself if our pastors are feeding that spirit. Sure, they are. Gluttony, gluttony, being what? Having more than you need, eating more than you need. Ask if our church sermons, the, the mega churches in particular, because understand this. The mega churches are the model. Every, I'm just telling you the truth. Every man who starts a church dreams to have a mega church. Somebody say, Amen. Every man. Well, that, I've got to be careful when you use the term "every." Mm-hmm. Most pastors, when they start a church, their dream is—it's a mega church. A lot of people, maybe not mega man, maybe not twenty-five thousand, but I don't think anybody really starts out in the ministry hoping to have a flock of ten. I don't think so. As I said yesterday, that's where the greatest work is done. But they want to build a good congregation, so they 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 preach to lust, gluttony, greed. Can I tell you something? The name it, claim it uh, gospel is nothing more than greed. That's really all it is. Now, look, we can get around it if you say, listen, I want to get a whole bunch so I can give a whole bunch. That might be a little bit different. But for the most part is we want to get a whole bunch and we want to give a little. You don't have to say amen. (laughs) You don't have to say amen, right? So then we got lust, gluttony, and greed being preached from the pulpit. Now, don't miss what I'm trying to get at. Being preached from the pulpit. Sloth is nothing but laziness. We look at what's going on in the culture, and you go to church, and what do they ask you to do at church? The answer is, Coach, nothing. They don't ask me to do anything at church except faithfully show up and pay my tithes and and, what, and come to whatever programs they have. I'm doing. Am I doing okay here? Doing okay today? So we. So the pastors are serving to lust, to gluttony, to greed, and to sloth. Wrath, maybe not so much because. because Church is all love, 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 love. We could use a little bit more wrath. Envy, I'm going to tell you this. If you don't think that these mega pastors are envious of one another, if you don't think jealousy is alive and well in the ministry business, if you don't think jealousy is alive and well in church, uh-huh. oh, to sit around and lust and envy, I wish I had what he had. You know, he has this, he owns this, and he owns this, he owns this. Yeah, I wish I had that. That's envy, folks. That's envy. At the heart of the message being preached uh, is is uh, is this right? And then the last one, pride, pride. I get accused of that all the time, and I think a lot of it is uh, reversed pride, meaning this. Oh, can I tell you the truth? Yeah, a lot of you think you would be prideful if you were sitting in this seat. Huh? I'm gonna say that again. You know your own nature, and you know that if you had your own show, huh? You'd be prideful, so therefore you think that that, that I am. And I suppose I am to a degree. I mean, we all try. We all we all try to kill that beast every day, don't we? Huh? Don't we really? How, how, hey, how many are you running, Pastor? How many are you running? One pastor says to another, and why does the pastor say how many are you running? Because he wants to compare where he is compared to that guy, huh? Oh, you got five hundred buses? Wow. How about you? How many? Well, we only got a hundred, huh? You? Yeah, anybody see what I'm getting? I'm getting one. So we're in the we're in the mess that we're in because, as I said yesterday, the devil's not the problem. The devil's not the problem. He, the devil is not the problem. The devil is going to get one of the most valuable player awards at the end of this whole mess because he did his job. Would everybody agree with me? Now, look, the Lord ain't going to reward the devil with an MVP award. But when the Lord looks at all of his creation, he's going to have to say, Dagon, that Lucifer, please. Man, he played hard and he played to the end. Are you with me at the point that I'm making? When he looks at us, what's his his reaction going to be to us? See, this gets me in trouble because people say, Coach, you're preaching a works gospel. I'm not preaching a works gospel. Our little granddaughter right now, our son's daughter, is uh, in children's hospital. She's uh anyway, so you could pray for little Scarlet. She's she's okay. She's having some, some breathing issues. She, she's she's okay. But, but the reality of it is it's disruptive. It's disruptive. And all of us want to say the same thing, right? We want to say, Lord, why? Why me, Lord? I work hard every day. I serve you, we pray, we honor you. Lord, why me? Why me? Well, because every morning when we get up, we have to put on the full armor of God. Well, go back there. Why? Because if you are serving the Lord, you, you're a target, dude. You're a target. In fact, the scripture says, if you teach true Christianity to your children, you make yourself a prey. What? Yes. When you are really, when, you, hey, when you're out on the field in the midst of the game, and if you're a good player, you can guarantee some folks going to try to knock you down. Both sides. Both teams try to knock you down, right? So when we get up in the morning, if you're doing good things for the Lord, the devil isn't gonna bother you if you ain't doing much. Huh? Why would he put any effort into well, why would he put any effort into people who just sit on their butt? Why would he do that? Well, I'm not I'm not bragging. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you, when I get up in the morning, there's a war launched. I, I, I'm going. I'm going to war against the forces of darkness. So therefore, the forces of darkness are going to war against me. Are the forces of darkness going to war against you? Are you get up. Well, that's why you got to put on the full armor of God. Pull that back up there, right? I'm going to put on the helmet of salvation, Ohio Brett. I taught Ohio Brett to be able to say that. You out there today, Ohio Brett? Do
1: you know the? Oh yeah. You
0: know, you know the full armor of God, Brett?
1: Oh, I love putting on that uniform. Okay, let's
0: get Spencer if he can get it up on the screen there for us. Get up at Ephesians 6. Go ahead, Brett.
1: What is it? I love putting on that helmet, that helmet of salvation, that shoulder pads, and the on, breastplate hang on, hang on, of righteousness. Brett. Hey, hey, Brett. I hang strapped on. that belt so tight on those football pants. We got our cleats, the 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 gospel, the sandals of the gospel of peace. And you know that shield, that shield of faith to protect from the fiery darts of the wicked one. And you can't win a game without going on offense. That's a sword, baby. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God.
0: Amen. So, Brett, well done. Well done. Let me ask you something, folks. Uh, Are you putting on your armor when you get up every day? I know Kevin Van Storey does. I I know he does it every day. Most of you don't even know why. Because when you get up, you are getting up. If you are doing anything for the Lord, you are getting up onto a battlefield. You're getting up onto a battlefield. That's why Brett, an old football player, there are others out there who are football players, we understand putting on the helmet. The helmet protects your mind, protects your head, protects your thoughts. Put on the helmet of salvation. Why? Because there's no weapon that's formed against me. It's going to prosper. Hang on, I'm going to go there, right? So you put on the helmet. You put on the breastplate. Why? Because it protects your heart. It protects your inner being, your inner man. Because why? There's gonna be somebody shooting darts at you all day long. So you got on the helmet of salvation, a, a, a knowledge in your mind of who you are and whose you are. And the fact that you've got on this helmet of salvation tells you that you are protected. And you put on the breastplate of righteousness, and then you gird your loins with truth. You put on the belt of truth. Because look, if you don't have, if you're not walking in truth, when you stand, it's a belt. If you don't have that belt on when you stand up, your pants fall down and you are exposed. Somebody say amen. Amen. You better walk in. If you're going to be walking in the Lord and speaking the truth for the Lord, you better have the belt of truth on, baby. Because as soon as you stand up, they're going to start. I, I've been through it. I'm telling you, I've been through it. And the attacks, i am not. don't feel sorry for me. The attacks that my family have been through. Because of me standing up with a helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, girding my loins with truth. Me standing up in the in the uh, public square. Do you understand that those darts have still been fired? And do you understand that they've ricocheted off me and they've hit those that I love? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Those, those arrows shoot at me. I got the breastplate. They hit me. They bounce off me. And they hit the people I love most. That is the price of battle. Okay? The price of battle, and if you get up every day, and you're just begging, just begging the old Lord that somehow I can make it through today. The then well, you ain't got any armor on. You got some on that plastic armor to get at Walmart, maybe you don't have on the real thing, because Amen. the real, the real thing tells me this: that all things work together for good. Where is that? Somebody know where that is? That all things work together for good. I mean, all things. Where is it? Romans, oh, eight. Romans, Romans eight, eight 28. Romans eight twenty eight, Romans eight twenty eight. Go there real quick. For we know it says. You know that? Do you know that? For, and we know that all things work together for good. Not everything's good. Not everything's good, but we know it'll work together for good. When the Lord brings this trial into my life, I say, thank you, Lord. You're going to make some salad out of that, baby. You're going to make something out of this thing, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this into my life. But, Lord, I want you to know that according to Psalm 91, there's no weapon that's formed against me that's going to prosper. Oh, they're going to form all kinds of weapons. They're going to form them for sure, but their weapon, it ain't going to work. Their weapons aren't gonna work. Why? Because all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are called according to His purpose. Are you called to you according to your purpose? Are you? Is trouble coming into your life because you're not called to your purpose? You're uh, you you've decided what you're gonna do. Steps of a righteous man, ordered by the Lord. He delights in your way. Are you following your steps or His, his steps? Are you planning your own course or following His course? Because it makes a difference. You follow your own course. <laughs> well, that that doesn't huh? All, all things may not work together for them, for you then, but why? To them who are called according to his purpose. To his purpose. You have purpose in your walk? You have purpose in your walk? If you have purpose in your walk and your purpose has come from him, I'm going to tell you something. They're going to be firing those freaking darts at you like you can't even believe. But the promise is that no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper. And all it can do is make you uncomfortable, make you sad, make you cry. But the reality of it is, the promise of God is what you are going through, you're going through. And the result of it is it's going to be good. You understand? Amen. Amen. It doesn't say it won't Amen. be without trouble, that you won't be crying at night, crying yourself to sleep. It doesn't say, that it, it doesn't say any of that. It just says, trust me, You are. I'm going to make good out of this. I wasn't planning to make chicken salad today, but I'm going to make chicken salad today because why? I see what the enemy's done to you, and I'm going to take it, and I'm going to make good out of it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shove his own work right back in his face. Boom. The nights, the, the nights that I labored and cried over everything went on in our lives 20-some years ago when I got sued by the ACLU and all that stuff. You'll never. Nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever know. And you know what? I said to Michelle the other day, "Who would have ever thought that seventy years old, I'd be doing this?" I used to get up every morning. I knew, I knew every every batter for the Cincinnati Reds and the New York Yankees and the Cleveland Browns. I, I followed every day. gone stat, I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't tell you nothing about any of it anymore. Why? Because the Lord took something really bad that happened to me and He made good out of it. I bet someplace, I'm not bragging, I'm just trying to encourage you this morning. I bet you someplace somewhere in the in the in the hallowed halls of hell. I bet some demon's getting that crap smacked out of him for coming after me. I, I'll bet you that. I bet every day he gets up and Satan grabs him by the throat. And says, I told you, leave him alone. Are you with me, friends? Are you with me? See, modern Christianity doesn't teach us that. Modern Christianity tells you that you're gonna be nothing ever bad's gonna to happen to you. Oh no, 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 nothing bad's ever gonna to happen to you. Oh yeah? Well sure a hell of a lot happening to me, bad. But my faith tells me something good's gonna be it's gonna be unbelievable. It's gonna be unbelievable. Huh? If they'd have just left me alone, I'd have kept on coaching football. I'd just been coaching football and winning games and people in town loving me, hating me, whatever. They see how you can knock on my door, and you can't deny this. We're having a worldwide impact, huh? Oh, I'm telling you, the devil's got that demon over there, and he's punching him in the face. Why did you do that to him? Why did you do that to him? Why? Huh? Because there's no weapon formed against him. He's going to prosper. Pull Psalm ninety-one up. Pull up there, folks. This all has to do with your mind. Maybe that's why the Lord canceled my show this morning. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, are you dwelling there? Or are you just running in and out? you just showing up every once in a while, getting a drink of water and leaving. Are, are you, are you, do you leave that dwelling place when you go to work? Or are you abiding under it? Because if you dwell in the secret place of the Most High, you abide under the shadow. So the shadow goes wherever you go. That covering goes wherever you go. If you abide, if you live in the secret place of the Most High, that shadow is following you everywhere you go. And everywhere you go, you're going to say, The Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. I believe this: that the Lord is not going to lead me into trouble. And if he leads me into trouble, if there's trouble ahead for me, it's because he's already equipped me to overcome it. And he's going to he's gonna take something good out. He says, you know what, Coach Dave? Look, Coach, um, I know you're not going to enjoy this, but I'm going to take you through this thing because somebody's got to go through that. And when you go through and you get on the other side, I'm going to be with you all the way, and we're going to go through this together. And when you get on the other side of it, then you'll be able to see what it's all about. But right now you just got to trust me. I'm going to take you. I'm gonna, hey, Coach, buckle up. Put on the helmet. Put on your shoulder pads. Put on your breastplate. put on, uh, Get the shield of faith. Because you're going to need it. We're going someplace and all things are going to be good when we get them. Anybody picking this? This is the faith walk, see. This is a faith walk. Not oh, oh, why oh, woe is me. What, huh? It should be, oh, why not me? Why not me? Hey, devil, dump that crap down there. Grab dump that crap on here. I got an umbrella over me, dude. I'm dwelling under the secret place of the most high. Hang on, stay with me. He's my refuge, my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. From the noise of the What, the snare? That's a snare. You know what that is, right? Trap. Trap of the fowler. Surely he shall deliver you from the snares of the devil And from the noisome pestilence Noisome, what does that mean? Just totally, completely consumes everything that you do You can't get get away from it You can't get away from the the storm in your head You're saying this to yourself And you're saying that to yourself And this thought's coming Noisome pestilence In the midst of it But when he do that, he's going to cover you with his feathers And under his wing shall you trust His truth shall be your shield and buckler Thou thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Evidently, there's some terror that comes the night. Evidently. Nor for the arrow that flies by the day. Evidently, you're under attack when you get up, if you're you're doing something. If you're walking in the path he's laid out before you. Nor for the pestilence to walk in the darkness with the destruction of at noonday. Hey, it's got the whole day covered, baby. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be destruction. It's going to be terror. It's going to be all around you, baby. But you're okay because you're dwelling, staying continually under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, is anybody getting that to me? Um, are you getting that to me? A thousand shall fall to your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it ain't coming near you, dude. Uh, look. The only thing they can do is kill you. That's all they can do. That's all they can do is kill you. And then what? Oh my goodness, the day you die is greater in the eyes of the Lord than the day you're born. 7. He says, Only with your eyes shall you see the reward of the wicked. Oh yeah. Oh judgment day's coming, baby. Because you has made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the most high, your habitation. You're dwelling in a secret place. Because of that, there shall be no evil befall you. Neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. Why? Mm. Because he's given his angels charge over you. That there is an assigned angel. His angels are hovering over you, protecting you. Now, mm. That doesn't mean some things don't sneak through. Some arrows don't get through. Some heartache doesn't get through. But well, hang on a minute. What's his promise? Why, well, if it does... All things work together for good. So if something sneaks through and he, you say, ouch, she said, don't worry about it. I'm going to strengthen that. I'm going to use that. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. That's if you have real faith. If, you do, if you've if got fake faith, that doesn't apply to you. Only with your eyes shall you see the reward. of the. I want to see the reward of the wicked. Huh? Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to see the reward of the wicked? I want to see it. Amen. I want to see the wicked wicked reward, and then I want to see them bow their knee to Christ. Anybody with me on that? I Amen. want to see them get punished. I want all that crap that they did to me to come on Amen. them and then fall on their face and receive Christ. That's what I want to see. That's what, that's what I like. Oh, oh, but it doesn't preach very good, does it? doesn't preach very good. No, it says only with your eyes you're going to see. You're going to behold the reward of the wicked. You're going to see what they get, man. Why? Because you made the Lord your refuge, even the Most High your habitation. Because of that, there shall be no evil befall you. Hmm? Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Do you guys think his angels can't do what he's assigned them to do? Is that what we think? That the power of the wicked one is stronger than the power of God? And he gave his angels charge over you? Charge? That's an order. He said, dudes, Take care of him. Watch over him. And by the way, if anything happens to sneak through, I'm going to make good out of it. I'm going to make good out of it. Are you anybody with me picking this up? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Keep you in all your ways. They, the angels, shall bear you up in their hands. If you dash lest thou dash thy foot against his stone, They're going to be there, and they're going to pick you up and encourage you and carry you and do what they have to do. And because of that, even though you dashed your foot against the stone, you're still going to tread upon the lion and the adder and the young lion and dragon. You're going to trample those dudes under your feet. Why? Because he said all things are going to work together for good. It's all going to be good, no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, the end result of it is going to be good because he hath set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. He loves me. I'm one of his children. I'm a joint heir. He's going to deliver me. I will set him on high because he knows that's my boy. That's my boy. And the devil's going to be looking at the Lord and say, oh, yeah, look what I'm doing to your kid here. Look what I'm doing to your kid. And the God's over there just tapping so just laughing. Oh, yeah, just watch. You just watch, right? Huh? Because he has his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He'll call upon me and I'm going to answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. How can there be trouble if you're dwelling under the secret place of the Most High? Those two things don't make sense. But he said, I'm going to deliver him and I'm going to honor him with long life while I satisfy him and I'm going to show him my salvation. So understand this. When you got up this morning, as you sit here right now, Michelle, as you sit here right now, there are weapons formed against you. You get it? They're formed against you. And is it amazing that the Lord, I'm sorry, that the devil always comes back with the familiar sword? He attacks your children. He attacks your finances. He attacks whatever. Same thing. His weapons, he understands which weapons are effective against you. He understands it. And so the devil said, hey, we used fear last time. Let's throw a little bit of fear at him. And then you go cower in a corner and suck on your thumb. huh? Come on. So I'm telling you the truth. And so you have this familiar weapon that continues to come at you. But see, your shield of faith is there to do what? To deflect it. To deflect it. That it, it doesn't prosper. It doesn't perform what it Spencer, that's a good one. I heard the Holy Spirit. Prosper. Prosper. Mr. Webster. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Huh? To grow or increase, to thrive, to make gain. Uh, all things that to prosper, uh, to carry to or toward, to favor, to render successful. So no weapon formed against you shall be rendered successful. Not going to. Not going to. Oh, you may have a little bit of heartache. You may have a little bit of hurt. You may cry a few tears. But the end result of it is, at the, and you come out on that other side, you're going to be tougher than nails. Why? Because that's his promise. It's his promise. Nobody sits around and says, Lord, don't send me any trouble. Nobody, I mean, we could do that, but, that, but you, you're living in this world. There's going to be trouble. huh? Yeah, it's going to come. Say, Lord, take me through it. Take me through it, Lord. Strengthen me in the midst of it, Lord. Take me through it. And that's not the message that we're hearing from the American church. That's why, hold your ears, hold your ears. That's why men are such sissies. That's why Christianity is such sissy. So scissified. Amen. It comes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Those seven lusts. Those seven deadly sins. Throw them up there, Spencer. Throw them back up there. Those seven deadly sins. Boy, I'm not today, aren't I? Huh? Lust. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, see, that's, that's what your pastor's teaching you. Lust after things you don't have. You want more of everything that you can get. You're greedy. You want to give... Three dollars to the church and keep the rest of it for yourself. And you're lazy and you won't stand up and fight back. And wrath, are you mad at the wrong stuff, baby? And then you're envy and you wish you were as good as this guy and you're not good enough. And then you have pride. Oh, it's all right then. Brought to you by the modern American church. Six flags over Jesus. That, that's that's the modern American church. So I want to I want to encourage you here today. You're either up or getting up. Somebody said, Coach, how you doing? I said, I'm up or getting up. Either one. (laughs) I'm up or getting up. Because I know, what's my promise? There's no weapon to form against me. It's going to prosper. There is no weapon that is going to be able to have the effect that Satan and his minions designed it to be. It's going to be a glancing blow. Will I feel it? Yeah, oh, I might feel it but it ain't going to prosper. It, see, it was designed to destroy me, to bring me down. It just injured me. I'm going to walk through this. I'm going to get stronger. Goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. I'm going to live in the house of the Lord forever. Because why? Because there's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper. And I'm going to tell you this, because I tell this to the, uh, well, what's what shall I say here? Quit honoring the devil with your thoughts. Quit letting your emotions come out of your mouth. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Quit quit letting your emotions come out of your mouth. Because when you let your emotions come out of your mouth, you are letting the evil one know he hit you. Oh, why did the devil always attack my children? He's sitting back there laughing. If you kept your mouth shut, he wouldn't even know it bothered you. Why? you can't read your mind. He can't read your mind. Well, how about this one? Huh? How about this one? Oh, I just knew that was going to happen. Oh, wow. Hell. <laughs> that's a lot of faith. I knew that was gonna happen. Oh, I saw that one coming. Well, that's that's some good faith, huh? That's that's some good faith right there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the devil gets a, look, I want you to think. Oh, it's all over. Me. If you were to sit down and you were to take a spiritual inventory, you would realize this. The most of your problems, most of your problems come from the same weapon. The Lord attacks over and over with the same weapon. If it's your kids, it's always your kids. If it's your boss, it's always your boss. If it's your finances, it's always your finances. Because the devil knows this. Hey, if I just throw a little money problem down there, man, I destroy that. I, do, I can destroy her just by giving her a little bit of money problem. And she'll focus on that all day. And I'll steal her joy all day. And then she'll get up in the morning and she'll try to sleep, but probably can't sleep because she's worried about paying her bills or, or he's worried about paying his bills. And he doesn't can't sleep all night. And he wakes up the next morning, he's tired and he's thinking about bills. Get out. I'm going to throw it back at him. Anybody out? Boom. Vinny, boom. Boom. That's why the Bible says take captive every thought. Bring it to the obedience of Christ. Lord, it looks like I got money problems but you, Lord. Wow. Lord, you're my provision. You're my, huh? Lord, you said I'd be blessed going in and blessed going out. You don't look very good, Lord. But I I know you're working Lord. I know you're, right? Rather than repeating the anguish. Squealing like a pig, cause the devil's dart hits you, and you let the dart—I'm sorry—you let the devil know it hits
3: you. Oh oh, 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 when When is the
0: devil going to quit attacking him? When is the devil going to quit attacking my children? Right? The devil sitting over there freaking laughing. Why? Cause there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper. All he can do is destroy you mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. That's all he can do all he can do he can't do anything else but sometimes that's all he has to do right sometimes all he has to do is send you some bad news and you are done for two weeks somebody say amen somebody say amen amen amen, Kirk. Kirk. amen. <laughs> and i'm on it today honey. Huh? the holy spirit's on it today
2: you're so, on fire
0: well I'm, I'm i'm preaching to the devil because the devil's after me and i want him to know that it ain't prospering dude It ain't prospering. In fact, Mr. Devil, you're just pissing me off more, okay? You're just pissing me off. And I'm going to go work harder to bring your kingdom down, dude. I want you to know that. So you would be better off if you went after somebody else because I ain't having it here. Why? Because I dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And there's no weapon that's formed against me. It's going to prosper, and any tongue rising in judgment against me it's going to be condemned. I ain't having it, dude. Quit wasting your ammo here. You with me, friends? If you believe the words of God, if you believe the Bible, that's the scenario. That's how the scenario. Plays. Amen, Coach. Go, man. Go. I'm going. I'm going, Sherry. But see, too many of you get a shot and you end up in the hospital. You end up in the in the first aid ward and you lay in the first aid ward for about three days because you got shot. Well, dude? You're in a war. You're going to get shot. You're going to get shot. What does it say? Lest you dice your foot against a stone. Gonna lift you up and gonna carry you. Lest you dice your foot against the stone. And most of us are letting little. Dare I say it? Glancing blows destroy us. Control our whole life. And I sit around with what we're going through in some situation. I listen, I'm not trying to cry all over everybody out there because I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in victory. And I'm smart enough to look and say, oh, Scarlet's back in the hospital? <laughs> hey, dude, you tried that before. <laughs> that didn't work before. It ain't gonna work now. You are you? Uh, somebody give me a thumbs up, cause dude, this is this is the faith walk, right? Rather than sitting around and moaning and crying and begging God, oh my God, Lord, please heal her. Please. No, no. Hey, ain't no weapon formed against her. Ain't no weapon going formed against her. It's going to prosper. Dude, go pick on somebody else. I'm going to walk with joy through this battle, huh? Oh, it don't. It ain't fun, but I'm going to make it fun. Because I know that when I get to the other end, huh, all things work together for good. huh? She's going to be stronger. The family's going to be stronger. We're all going to be stronger. And we're going to say, hey, Amen. listen. Remember the remember the last time that happened? No, it didn't work last time, devil. It ain't working this Amen. time. We've been through here. I've been down this road before. Go! Go throw that at somebody else, because that ain't working here. Or do this. Wait, go ahead, dude. Waste all your ammo here, because I got on the helmet of the salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. My loins are good with truth. Go ahead, fire it at me, dude. I can take it. You with me? But see, wait, thats not—that's not what church does, is it? Church takes you in and victimizes you, makes you a brave victim, just a brave poor little old you oh the devil's after you well no kidding no kidding when i got up this morning the devil so i put on a helmet and i put on my shoulder pads and i got ready for war he saw it huh? what he's hoping is he get up in the morning and he can get a shot in on me before i get that on right. oh man oh, i feel better i feel better Look, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm gonna say this. When you're when you're dealing with your own children, if you if g if God Jesus Christ, if God is your heavenly Father, if He's your heavenly Father, and you are an earthly Father, and the Bible says if you are er, you as an earthly Father know how to give good gifts to your children. What about me? He's, God says you don't think I'm not. You think I'm gonna you think I'm gonna mistreat my children? You know how to treat your children? You think, Wait a minute. let me get this right, he says, Joseph. You mean I'm like you? You mistreat your children? You think I do that? He said, I don't do that. I don't mistreat my children. I love my children. Huh? I want them to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. When something comes upon them, you think that came from me? I, I send that to you. I'm going to mistreat my children. And how many of you were in a situation with your dad, when your child comes up after a softball game or a soccer game or whatever, say, Dad, I need something to drink. How many of you say, yeah, we'll get you, I'll get you one next week. I'll get you one next week. Will you jump up right away and go over to the concession stand and give him something to drink, hopefully not a Coke? But how many of you parents out there immediately, as soon as you can, meet the needs of your children? So, so you're a nicer daddy than the Lord? Is that you tell me? That's what the enemy tries to convince us of, right? But see, this is a two-way street, because if the one your child is not on the right path, it's hard for the Lord to bless them when they're on the wrong path. And how many of you out there are frustrated because you're asking the Lord to bless your child and your child's on the wrong path? Amen. So Michelle and I, I love my wife so much. We're so much the same in so many ways. And I said, Lord, whatever you got to do, whatever you got to do to get them on the right path, Lord, do it. Do it, Lord. As a, as a daddy, I want to sit back and protect. I want to, but I trust the Lord. I trust that they're going to be blessed going in and blessed going out if they dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And all that problem is going on in my children's lives because they're not dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And Lord, I'm not going to ask you to bless them if they're outside your will. Lord, do whatever you have to do. Let them come back into your will. Bring them back into your will, Lord bring them back into the position where they're supposed to be, Lord. And then rather than me trying to force feed the truth of the gospel of the kingdom of God down their throat, I sit back and say, Lord, I trust you, do what you need to do to bring them to you. Is there peace there or not? Huh? There's peace there. Say, man, I look back and say, boy, I went through some crap. Oh yeah, well, he's out of line. Well, he's gonna go through some crap. And he's either going to get his mind right or he's not going to get his mind right because I can't make my mind up for him. I can't make up his mind. <laughs> I can't do that as much as I want to. I can't make up his mind. So I say, Lord, do what you have to do. And you know what happened with uh, Job? Is it Job? Yeah. God said, hey, do what you got to do to him, man. <laughs> he ain't going to sell out on me. You do what you got to do. Hmm. Though he slayed, yet will I praise him. It's been a forty-one minute rant, uh, rant but I think it's—I think it spoke more to more of your hearts than you even understand. That uh, there's some things you can control and some things you can't control, and the reality of it is, the Lord's in control. The Lord's in control, and faith means this: I don't understand, but I believe. Lord, I don't know why you brought this. I don't know why you put scarlet. I don't know why she's in that hospital again, Lord, but I trust you. And I'm going to walk in joy all day long that you're doing something bigger than I can even understand. And I thank you for it. Rather than trying to micromanage everything for the Lord. Somebody say amen. Because frustration
4: frustration
0: comes from trying to control what you cannot control. That's stress. Lord, do what you have to do. He's yours, Lord. Do what you have to do. It's hard, isn't it? The old saying, let go, and let God. Let go, and let, let God. Man, I didn't mean to, isn't that crazy? I had all this stuff to put together and then it disappeared and I said, well, what am I going to do this morning? That's 43 minutes of the Holy Spirit right there. If you guys don't, if you guys don't recognize it, I don't know what to tell you. Problem in with God, problem with you. The heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. Create in me a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence. Take not your Holy Spirit away from me. And restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Right? That should, that should, that should be our prayer every day, every day. Lord, it ain't about me. I'm your vessel. Whatever you want to send through me. I know that you're doing it because you love me. I know that you're a good God. And I want you to know, Lord, that if, if trouble comes my way, I want you to know that trouble has come my way because you trust me. You trust me that I'm not going to blame you and I'm not going to get mad and I'm not going to turn from you. and I'm not going to do that, Lord. I'm not going to do that. And more than anything, Lord, I want you to know that when you need somebody to do a tough job, Lord, I want you to know that you can reach down and pluck me. I'll do it, Lord. Whatever it costs me, I'll do it for you. Yeah, hey folks, the modern American church doesn't teach that. They don't teach that. That's why we get so many people. Oh, I could go on and on and on. All right, take a deep breath. Tell us your story, not your
3: life story, George. Go, Coach. It's the Holy Spirit coming directly to you and through you, a hundred percent. And I've never seen anybody attacked more. In my lifetime than me, but so I can understand exactly what you're saying. But here's the thing, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Yes, in that fire that you're you're tried by the fire, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich. The thing is, that's that's what I wanted to say, but I wanted to say something else too. I always keep saying. Conjunction Junction, what's your function down on the railway? And that train, train keeps coming. Right now, I see 111 uh, train cars put together, and, <laughs> and the, the last one here that I see, there's the caboose. Now, it's hard, hard to derail a train. The government can do it, that's obvious, but not with a caboose on there. And Tracy F- Foraker is the caboose there keeping an eye out for mm-hmm. everybody here in that huddle. And when you have this many coming of God's children coming forward then it's hard to stop that train
0: amen i know this uh george there're a lot more in the huddle than are in the huddle a lot are on the outside listening into the huddle you with me we're, we're there's more than 117 people here in this truth here this morning I promise you that go ahead myra Indiana.
4: yes uh coach thank you thank you holy spirit i love you thank you for the message i Listening today to uh, Coach Dave, I needed to hear that message. And I agree with uh, George uh, Tracy Foraker. She's my dear uh, sister in the Lord, and she's a blessing in my life. So I have James 3.16 eight, uh, through 18. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Coach.
0: Amen. Deanna.
2: Good morning, everyone. Coach, just to put things in perspective, last week, my son was found not guilty Of facing 40 years in prison for attempted murder wrong place at the wrong time 40 (laughs) years he was not guilty of all charges and just to give you i've had to turn that boy over a long time ago because i did as a mother of course first thing you want to do you know what i mean lord bless him lord bless him lord and i turned him over to the lord and i was like Sit that boy down. Do what you got to do to make him understand the wrongness of his ways, and it was hard. It's very hard to take your hands off, but I'm telling you, it gave me, it, it gave me a more strength in the Lord, more trust mm-hmm. in the Lord, because I see what He can do when I took my hands off of it. Amen. Huh?
0: Amen, Diana. Amen. Uh, what do you think it means when the Bible says that God gave them over? he said all right dude (laughs) write this one out yourself (laughs) go ahead he gave him over you're gonna gonna act that way you go ahead and act that way and sometimes we got to turn them over and pray that he can bring them back julie
4: good morning great show coach um when you guys were all talking about that you know our children they're a gift from god um and he has made us stewards over them and he's going to Lent them to us for such a time. Um, And they belong to the Lord. And so, you know, we're constantly giving our kids over to the Lord, but they're his to begin with. So just a thought.
1: Amen. Play. Yeah, in regard to being attacked by the enemy. uh, Back in the old frontier days, the Indians used to line up and put their uh, captive if you did something against them. They'd put their captive there, and sometimes it'd be a half a mile from the main lodge, and they'd line you up. Uh, their people on both sides, all the way up to the main lodge, and you'd have to run through a gauntlet, and they'd hit you with clubs and sticks, and you had to make it all the way through that gauntlet.
0: Mm-hmm. And when you got
1: to the end of it, if you were still alive, a lot of times they would heal you up and make you run it again. Mm-hmm. And when we went to the Georgia Guidestones. I knew we were going. To, some of us were going to be running through a gauntlet because of what That's we good. did to the enemy. Amen. And so all we got to do is get to the end and then heal up and get ready for the next one.
0: Amen, brother. Amen. Amen. Michelle, I don't know if you got this. I just got this from our son who's uh, in the hospital with his daughter. She's been. She's been on a ventilator mask, infection in her bronchial tubes, ongoing. She's been in the hospital several several times, and at seven forty nine, my son just texted me. They just took off the mask.
1: Did we lose Dave? <coughs> oh, yeah. Huh?
0: Boom! Boom! <laughs> they just took off the mask.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord.
0: Amen. Roger, go ahead.
2: Not Boom! Him. Praise the Lord. Hmm.
0: Go ahead, Weave. I'm sorry, Roger. Let Tracy come in, then we'll get Roger. Maybe he...
2: Go ahead, go ahead, Tracy. Coach, you are on fire, I'm telling I I you right now. You are so on fire. Some people are talking the talk and not walking the walk. And when I was saved and delivered, I'll tell you what, my obedience is on fire, that armor of God, I am wearing it. Those darts come at me and I, they're just bouncing off like the bullets on Superman. That's how you got to live. There's so much things I'd love to fix, but you know what? It's in God's hands. He had to fix me, you know, so he's going to have to fix everyone around me. I can't do it. And the stress is so much less on you when you do turn it over to him, start walking the walk. Amen. Uh, Man, you're on fire, coach.
0: With the spirit in me. Amen. Amen. Betty, come in. Then Roger, I don't know if you're still getting good, Betty.
2: I have to agree. You're on fire. I really needed to hear that because I put on the armor of God every day. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
2: if I do get attacks, I'm still at peace. It's amazing because I know who's in control and who has the authority to deal with, you know, any kind of conflict or issue. So Thanks for that. I really needed so ben, to hear So Betty, it.
0: look, folks, look, here's where it is. I'm walking in the Spirit. And a lot of times I'm dealing with people who aren't. Yes. And, and so I just simply say, sick them, Lord. Sick them. I, I can't I can't reason my way through this thing. Why? Because they don't have the mind of Christ. They can't reason with me. So I say, Lord, do what you have to do. Lord, you have my permission to do whatever it is that you have to
2: do. Well, I want to thank you for that message. I really needed it this morning. Thank you. Amen.
0: Amen. We all needed it, right? Huh? <clears throat> Roger, we're trying to get you in your hands still up. I don't know if you wanted to reduce yes, it. Yes. There you go. There you go.
1: Dave, the um attack of the enemy versus an assessment of your actions are causing this problem. I think we want to keep that in mind because I've been around people, the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that, when in reality, their actions are causing the problems.
0: Consequences of disobedience, Roger.
1: So you, I think there has to be a healthy assessment when things are going tough, if there are challenges, um, how to stand firm against the enemy, but also to ask yourself, is my life causing these problems? Is this
0: Bingo! Not... It ain't always the devil!
1: It ain't I... always the devil! Is, is what I'm doing causing the problem? Assessing that. I think it's important. I joined a little late, so you may have covered it already, but I think we've got to keep that in mind. Are my actions causing? Are think the consequences of me of being outside of God's Word and, and it's not so much the devil coming after me.
0: Amen. 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 Folks, look, the devil attacks your mind. He attacks your mind first. That's why Jesus said to take captive every thought. Because every action that you ever do in your life begins with a thought. It begins with a thought. And you will either act on that thought or you will not act on your thought. So the devil comes along and whispers in the, light, in the ear of my wife, I'll just use her because I love her. She whispers in your ear, huh? Scarlet's not going to get better. You know, Scarlet's not going to get better. And that thought comes in her head, and now she has to decide whether or not she's going to cling on to the fact that there's no weapon that's formed against her that's going to prosper. Or is she going to let do what the natural man wants to do, fear and worry? Somebody say amen if I'm hitting, if I'm hitting you on the head, right? So when that thought comes, it says you capture that thought. Oh, she's going to die. No, I'm going to live and not die. And I'm going to take that thought, what I know to be the truth, and I'm going to grab that thought, not that thought. It'll change your whole life. It's not just the power of positive thinking. It's the reality that everything that you do begins with a thought. And the Lord said, if you want to be successful, if you want to live a." righteous life, and you want to live a happy life, take captive every thought. Every thought that comes into your life that exalts itself against what you know about me. If you're going to let that devil lie to you about me, the Lord would say, I don't know if I can help you. If you're going to believe the lies of the devil saying that your child's going to die and your child's going to get, if you're going to sit around all day and listen to the devil, I can't help you. That would be a boom. Anybody wanting to give one, boom, and and then not boom. only sit, around, uh, boom, not only sit around and give praise to the devil about how bad things are, but verbalize for everybody else to know how powerful the devil. That's all you're doing. That's all you do. doing. Hey, you think I don't worry about my little granddaughter? Sure, I do, but I take captive every thought. Is it enough? Amen. Wonderfully made. Uh, this guy over here is lying to me. Uh, well, why? Why is he lying to me? Because he always lies to me, and he—I listen to him. And then when he lies to me, I repeat his lies. I repeat his lies. Oh man, this is so profound and so simple.
3: Craig, thank you. Sometimes, uh, Coach, just bad things happen. You know, uh, Jesus was asked about these eighteen people and pulled swab. So the wall fell on him. He says, uh, where they were sinners and others. And he said, not every flat tire was of the devil, but the the devil can use every flat tire.
0: Dude. So can the Lord. The Lord can use every flat tire.
3: That's right. That's right. So the thing is, is if you let that, if you dwell that in your spirit, right. And you don't handle things and filter through the Lord, then you're not going to know how to get through that flat tire, you know.
0: Because it's all about our thoughts. Taking captive every thought that exalts itself into, uh, against the knowledge of God and bringing it in captive. Oh, wait a minute. What, Lord? Take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Wait a minute. What do you know about God? Huh. Take captive every thought. What? Cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. What do you know about God? What do you know? Is he mean? Does he punish you? Or is he a good father who wants to give good gifts to his son? So maybe the problem that you have is you have, don't have the right knowledge about God. Boy, it's deep in it. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You take that negative thought and you drag it in. And the Lord says, get out of here. Obedience of Christ, get out of here. That thought ain't from me. Get out of here. Man, oh man, oh man. Wow. Dave Allison, come on in, Dave.
1: Yeah, thanks coach for sharing. I got thinking about Acts chapter five and it talks about it, it talks about a couple guys that, that rose up under the own power and, and pretty soon they were dispersed. But then it talks about the disciples and they brought them into captivity and they beat them. And said, "Don't go out and preach in this name anymore." And guess what happened? They let him go, and it says <laughs> they went into every house. What happens is, through persecution, we become stronger. Amen. Baby. And Amen. I'm praying that out of this January 6, when they're gonna, these guys are eventually going to get out, and these yes. guys might raise up to be the the Black Road Road Regiment. Oh man and, man! and I'm telling you what. We haven't seen the end of this yet, and and God is raising up some men here, and they've been through the persecution, they've been through the fire, and they stood their ground. They they stood for what they believed in. God's going to use this. It's going to turn around on them. Amen. Though they slay me, yet shall I
0: praise him. Why? Because you understand the nature of God. Reggie, quickly. No, she disappeared. She disappeared. Okay, hey folks, let's join. No, oh, I'm here. You. Go, I'm Reggie, here. go, go.
2: Um uh where Jesus, where the transfiguration was, where the um apostles, the few apostles witnessed his transfiguration was at Philip Sesera. It's the opening place of um the gates of hell, what they always in the biblical times called the gates of hell. They believe that's where the, the devils the demons, the ones that fell, they have been, they, you know, they had access through there. They couldn't come out though. So what he did when they says, Lo way I walk through the valley of the shadow, Jesus showed up there for a reason because he literally, and, and excuse my verbiage and I don't mean anything blasphemous, but he gave them the finger and said, I'm here. And that's why he purposefully went there. And there's 55 times, I think it is, in the Old Testament where it says do not fear. People fear too much, even when they call themselves Christians. And that's yeah. what overtakes them.
0: Amen. 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 Hey, I want to pray right now for Isaac Yoder. You say who? Isaac Yoder. You know who he is, John Burkeen. Isaac Yoder has pre-trial tomorrow. One of the J Sixers, one of the most peaceful, loving, caring guys that I ever, ever you would ever want to run into. Isaac Yoder has a pre-trial hearing tomorrow. Yeah, they're trying to forty years in jail. I mean, it's it's so Lord, Father, we just Lord, we just cancel the assignment of the enemy against Isaac Yoder. We break it in Jesus name and we declare him to be free and innocent. And Lord, that your blood will cover him in that trial tomorrow and he'll walk out of there a free man. In Jesus name, amen. 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 We're at war, war, baby. We're at war. Don't be surprised when you get up this morning, there's darts fired at you. Don't be surprised. And don't be surprised when you block them. And they deflect off of that and hit somebody you love. It's all part of this game. Put on a helmet of salvation. Let's go to war. Blessings. Hey, listen. If you're coming next weekend, I need to know. If you guys are going to drive for that's uh, this weekend. I'm sorry. If you're coming for the men's thing this weekend, let me know. We got to get food. We got. To, uh, we need to have some preparation. Okay. So uh, email me, text me, do do whatever. I'm looking forward to, to a great time. Going to be. Uh, going to be warm on Friday and rain on Saturday. They said, we we rebuke that rain because we don't need that. It's going to be good.
2: Blessings. See you tomorrow.